You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Guten Morgen. Hiya. I, you caught me off guard. Anyone do the German good morning greeting these days? Uh, only when you uh, greet me that way. Uh, but apparently not this morning. <laughs> I was I was like, I really, I really in that moment was searching for another language to use. I'm like, well, I guess that's just not a line that I learned in many languages. That's just not, <laughs> not the one there. Uh, yeah. How are you, uh, how you doing? Great. Oh, that's I think. good. Oh, yeah. That, that's my go-to now. T- t- as far as I know. Yeah, as far as I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, yeah. Right now, as of today, by the time this episode drops, it will not be the case anymore. But as of this recording, right now, it's just me and the dog at the house. Me and, uh, yeah. me and Mowgli. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's that's kind of neat. Kind of lonely. <laughs> kind of miss my wife and my I daughter. I kind of went from neat to lonely in less than a second. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> that's kind of neat, lonely. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, the story of my life is just, like, going from, like, the heights to the depths. You know, there's no, sometimes I think it would be nice to just kind of cruise like, in the middle, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's just never been my life experience. I don't feel like, yeah, you know? I know, I try not to overthink that. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Right now I feel good. That's great. That's what I'm saying. I feel good. I'm going to leave here. Going to make another cup of coffee. Yeah. Going to be great. It is going to be great. It is. Ah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So today though, we are on to the next article of the Apostles Creed. Yes. Which in our long running Assassin's Creed joke, where would that put? us now which number unity is we did four this is five yeah this is assassin's creed unity unity this is apostles creed wow unity. i totally you got it guessed that too nice. like i had no idea what came afterward i don't know that's so <laughs> look at me go well uh here is the next article of the creed Jesus descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Or if you prefer earlier translations, he descended into hell. Oh, this is this is one of my favorite concepts to bring up in casual conversation. <laughs> just what you're doing. You're just like, this is what I'm doing. you're at the church on Sunday, you know, doing stuff. People are like, hey, Ethan, how's it going? Hey, mm. good. So you remember when Jesus descended into hell? Yes. And people are like, it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> like I have to go now. Walks thirty feet over to seat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So as far as the whole he descended to the dead bit, though, we actually already did a whole episode on that. We did way back in the year two thousand nineteen. Yeah, many, many years ago. Many years back ago, in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Last year. <laughs> I laugh because otherwise I'd cry because it just feels like so long ago. November 18th, 2019, to be exact, was the date that we dropped mm. that episode. And it was called The Harrowing of Hell from the medieval term. It just for gets cooler that. the more we say it. Yeah, it does. So as far as info on that particular piece of the creed goes, I'm going to do that famous maneuver of authors they do. And you can read more about this in my other book <laughs> and say you can listen to that episode to get a better grip on what that particular part the creed is talking about so yeah yeah i I do apologize for that but i was like ah we just you have so much time it's not a two-hour podcast yes exactly exactly and we did spend a significant portion of time Mm -hmm. on that Mm -hmm. in that episode so yeah if you want to stop the episode right now pause it and go find that one and pair them up you know yeah fine pairing of things that you pair yes (laughs) yes a fine pairing of things that you pair you know it like a fine pair of socks you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure everyone was thinking that just like socks yeah just like socks no no hey it's true it's true yeah yeah so all of that going on to say 
On the third day, Jesus rose again. So, suffice to say that Jesus did, in fact, truly die. Mm-hmm. He was so dead. Not swooning. We're not swooning He was today. not swooning today. He was crucified, dead, buried. He went to the realm of the dead. Ugh. Like, that's how dead he was. Thrilling. I yes. mean, amazing. Yes. Just, wow. Actually, like, really. Yeah. There is a uh, fun fact for those who are listening. I don't remember if we actually mentioned this in the other episode or not because I didn't listen to all of it. But there is a book... <laughs> A book that just came out called He Descended the Dead, which is a whole book on this doctrine, Whoa. which I'm, it is definitely, I'm going to read That's that. My, I think it's my favorite. Yeah. For this is, it's my top five, at least. Top five, at least. <laughs> right up there with forgiveness of sins. <laughs> okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, he did die, but he did not remain dead. Mm-hmm. That's like really what that obviously is focusing on there. On the third day, he rose key. again, which yeah. is which is very key. In fact, that is, dare I say, what the Christian faith hinges upon. Like the fact that Jesus did not remain in the realm of the dead. His body did not remain in the tomb. On the third day, he rose again. So, in other words, what we are saying is Jesus is alive right now. That he is reigning. That he is putting his enemies under his feet, as Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 15. Which is meaningful in a number of ways, obviously, probably, right? Like, that should be, like, if someone has risen from the dead and is still alive 2,000 years after Mm -hmm. they died... Mm -hmm. That's pretty... I think that counts for something. That is... There is something to be noted yeah. there yeah. in that, you know, singular event. I mean, so far, that's the record. That is. That's, that is. That's what I hear. That is the one. <laughs> so, again, we could probably write whole theses and books, and they have been... That has been done. People have written whole theses and books and dissertations on this. So, we will just touch on a few of the things that the resurrection of Jesus means for us. And we will, just in case you're asking yourself, you know, why the third day? Why did he have to rise on the third day? We We will Mm -hmm. touch on that at the end of the episode, nearing the end of the episode. So the first thing I think to note when it comes to on the third day he rose again, that is meaningful for us, is it means that Jesus is who he said he was and that he does reign over everything right now. So think about the number of incredible claims that Jesus made about himself in the words of the New Testament. All right. And here, I mean, just, I don't know. We'll list off a couple examples here. He said, I and the Father are one. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a claim to divinity. Jesus is saying, I'm not just another human being. Right. I also happen to be God. Mm-hmm. You know, our doctrine of the Trinity, which we have covered, you know, in earlier episodes. God is one God, but he's three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So Jesus makes that claim. I and the Father are one. He also says, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Pretty big thing. That is a very big thing. Like, that was one of the things they wanted to stone him for was because like yeah. only God, <laughs> again, key thing to note, only God can forgive forgive sins. Mm. And here's Jesus saying, I have authority to forgive sins. And that is the key need of human beings yeah. is we need to be forgiven of our sins. I mean, we're like hitting all the, the major pieces. Yes, exactly. So he says that. He also says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So here's Jesus making claims about the exclusivity of who he is, as in to say, there will be people who will try to offer you salvation any number of other ways, but I am the way. I am the truth. Like that uh, Pilate's famous question that we hinted at or not hinted, we just addressed in the episode on Jesus and Pilate. He asks Jesus, what is truth? 
and like, oh no, you're literally looking uh-huh. the truth right in the face. That is a bold claim to make for yourself. Like, oh, oh, just a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if <laughs> some rando on the street came up to you and like, I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the truth and I am the life. And be like, be well, like, buddy, like, where, it. what, how many drugs did you take today? Which, mm-hmm. or which ones should you have taken that you didn't? Or how much alcohol <laughs> have you consumed at this hour? And that is a very bold claim to make. But then he also makes this fascinating claim where he says, I lay down my life and I can take it up again. Again, very bold. Yes. like, like, saying, like On his own steam. I mean, hello. Yeah. like <laughs> He didn't say they'll take it from me. He said, I will yes, lay down my own life. I will. And then when I lay down my life, even though I'm dead, I can I, take it back up. Exactly. Which is, so here's the thing about resurrection, I think, that's so crazy and that helps kind of vindicate these claims of Jesus and say, oh, he is who he says he is, and here is why we ought to follow him. Resurrection, per se, is not something that was completely unique to Jesus, okay? Right. So, you have, in the scriptures, resurrection events happen yep. before Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's just go through a couple examples here just to flesh it out and make sure that we're not, you know, we're not just going to breeze over this. So in John 11, probably the most famous event, Jesus resurrects Lazarus from the dead. Yes. He's been dead four days. You know, people are like, the tomb is going to stink. If you had just been here earlier, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus is like, no, like, I'm going to... I am the resurrection. Again, another bold claim. I am the resurrection and the life. And he calls Lazarus forth and Lazarus is alive. He was really dead and now he is really alive. You have the prophet Elisha. Is it Elisha or Elijah? I always confuse which of those two did what with who. Yeah. Maybe both of them resurrected people. There were young men that died and they resurrected them. You also have an event where... I think, I'm pretty sure this was Elisha. Yeah, no, it had to be Elisha because Elijah was carried up in a chariot of fire to heaven and didn't technically die. You have Elisha, right? Some dead guy falls on his grave, on his bones, and he rises back to life. What? Isn't what? that crazy? How do I not know this? Yeah, it's it's one of those like really like, it's kind of buried at, somewhere in Second Kings there and kind of like gets like lost in a bunch of other stuff. I have no reason to back this up, but it almost feels medieval. Oh yeah. It, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably where, you know, somebody will be like, it happened one time in the Bible, <laughs> therefore it can happen, you know, like all these other, you know, let's do all this. So um, you have events like that happening yeah in the scripture what makes jesus's resurrection unique is that in all those cases like there was someone else like someone on the earth with them who was alive calling them out right like you have that happening so like jesus says lazarus come forth elisha and elijah going in there you have this dead guy touching jesus like elisha's bones right yeah there's like this proximity none of that happens to jesus right like he is buried in a tomb and all of a sudden he's alive he is and the stone is rolled away and people are overwhelmed at the sight of him and he can do different things with his body that these like so like lazarus and the guys that they're just back as people yeah they're gonna and they're gonna die again. Again, that's like fun. oh, I actually this is completely tangential, but I sometimes read those stories. And I think I'd actually might hate that. Yeah, because you're thinking right? like I have to die again. I got to do it like, again. I got to do this again. It might suck the second time. Yeah, like I think actually in all the like Lazarus and the guys, that Lazarus. Elijah, I feel like it could only get better for him. Yeah, like they got like very sick. That so it's like, not a great know, first run. Yeah, but at the point that you're already dead, like and you're in you know Abraham's bosom, you know or whatever, exactly. like inside. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to come yeah, back for I don't taxes. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. I guess, I don't know. Maybe, you know, if I was like, didn't get to watch Abigail grow up. I don't know. But point being, Jesus' resurrection is very unique in that he does not die again. Like, and that's what Paul says. And right. Romans like, death no longer has dominion over him. And the fact that he made claims like that. It's like, none of these guys are out here saying, oh yeah, like, we're going to live again. Like, I'm going to be like raised <laughs> up like this. Yeah. Jesus is out here saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to be like directly prophesying it, saying, <laughs> "Yeah." which I, here's another ironic thing that cracks me up. Jesus says all of these parables and he teaches with all these figures of speech. And sometimes it's like, he can be kind of hard to follow. You know, I guess if you don't know what he's actually talking right. about, we right? We have the advantage of perspective, but yes. they certainly didn't. No. But then this one time he's like, here's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> the son of man is going to be handed over into the hands of sinners, be beaten and mocked by the chief elders and the priests killed and on the third day rise again i mean it's pretty shocking that is it's shocking and it it is as clear as you can get though he literally says here's what's going to happen and the disciples both in that moment and later are like what what yeah like they're like we we don't understand audibly shrugs yeah (laughs) (laughs) zach efron meme like "Eh, (laughs) eh." so you have him directly prophesying that and then it happens and then his body like rooms are locked no one can get in or out without being seen and then suddenly boom oh he's there what he can hide his identity from people like you know like the two disciples on the Emmaus road he's right there walking with them and they don't recognize him until he breaks the bread and disappears like oh wait a minute that was jesus so you have all this kind of stuff happening and most especially when you're talking about in the terms of the bible itself when a prophet prophesy something the law said if what he said does not come to pass he's false like everything everything he said is invalidated like you Mm. you and in most cases you take him out and kill him because he was going to lead the community astray so jesus makes all of these bold claims for himself topped off by the fact he says i'm going to die and i'm going to rise again like by my own authority Mm. i'm going to do that not 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 like lazarus is going to be out here calling me out to life right I am going to, by my own authority, be raised back to life. That all vindicates who Jesus is in terms of what the scripture says. And that, so that makes like the fact that on the third day he rose again very significant mm-hmm. in meaning that it, what Jesus is who he said he was and that he reigns over everything right now. So I was actually, yeah. I appreciate that you kind of explained this before I even asked because oh. <laughs> because I was like, why well, I was thinking like, oh, he wasn't the only one to, to come back from the dead. And mm-hmm. also like, why is it, why is that suddenly a cascading effect? That if this, then all of these other things. Yeah. But I, I didn't actually pay much attention to the fact that there are such unique circumstances and like parameters around his resurrection yeah. and his claims about them that set that apart in such a unique way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that article of the creed pretty important. And so if we follow that down the next level, so Jesus is who he said he was and he's reigning over everything right now. Now that could be bad news for us. Like if Jesus is like, all right, you all messed up, like you rejected <laughs> me, you know, you killed me and now here I am, I got all power. But What that also means is that if we actually look at who Jesus said he was, it means that the power of Satan, sin, and death has been defeated. Satan has been dethroned from his false throne, that the power of sin has been undone, and that, as the famous theologian John Owen said, the death of death happened in the death of Christ. Mm. And all of that happens, and all of that happens because Jesus, God the Son, tasted death, which is the penalty of sin, which we were led into by Satan. So, when you look at it, his triumph over death in a bodily resurrection means that sin has been conquered as well. So, in other words, neither Satan nor sin nor death had the power to hold Jesus down. Mm. Like, they could not contain him. Right. And 
in spite of all their power in the universe, because those are like those are the most powerful forces. I mean, we are in our all universe. subject to that. Yes, right now, in fact, even though Satan has been unseated, he is still described in the New Testament as the god of this world, yeah. little g god, the prince of the power of the air. He still has power. We are all still, even though we've been liberated from the uh, total penalty of sin, we still fight with indwelling sin. So yeah. theologians call that like we're still tempted. We still have that, and we are all until Jesus returns going to die. Yeah. Death still has us in its grip in that sense. But none of those exercised dominion over Christ at all. Even after he'd been killed, they didn't. Like, that's, you think like, what is that stupid old phrase? Like, you know, you snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Like, if ever that, like, if ever that applied, like, Satan had Jesus literally yes. dead to rights. Like, I killed God the Son. Sealed off. How in the world? And then, no, he, he still couldn't. Yeah. He still could not do anything about that. Like, what the heck? Which means that their defeat is final and, as a matter of fact, truly humiliating. Like, that's utterly... Mm. A spectacle. Yeah, would not put that on a resume. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I killed God the Son, but then he came back and he unkilled himself. Yeah, like he unkilled himself. (laughs) Apparently, didn't do very good. Which has never happened before. Which is another interesting thing. I'm getting a little tangential again here. I do that. That happens. But Luke, when he's describing the crucifixion, he describes it as many people came and witnessed the spectacle. You know, because like, yeah, because I mean, you know, that it was. You got this guy was claiming to be right something, and now he's been crucified in the most shameful manner are possible. But then Paul riffs off that later in Colossians. Really? And, okay. And he says, Jesus made a spectacle of the satanic powers on the cross, is what he says. Oh, he humiliated wow. them on the cross by, and he disarmed them and triumphed over them. That's so a just one of those like, cool yeah. little flips there. And so what that means for us is that even though Satan and sin and death still have some measure of what we might call power over us right now, sure. their defeat is still final. Like they're not, we won't be held under their dominion either right. when it's all said and done, which is very good news it's for It's reassuring. Us. I take that, I take yes. that well. <laughs> that is reassuring yeah. <laughs> that I will not be a slave of the prince of the power of the air forever. And which again, following that down the cascading effect, it means that we too will be raised up from the grave in a bodily resurrection. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we will also follow him in that bodily resurrection, which gets its own article later in the creed. So I did want to Yeah, did want to hint at that and we'll talk about that in great detail because I will say this, I think that is another neglected doctrine in the church today. That's like we weird. get into very Wait, yeah, which is like that is so central to what we believe and yet we've kind of gotten to this thing where like resurrection has become synonymous for your soul goes to heaven. Yeah. Which it's sort like, of like brushed over in this, just a turn of phrase. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's true when you die, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, it's like your soul will go to heaven, but like that's not the ultimate destiny of believers. There's more to it. Yeah, like the body you have, you're going to live in that in a glorified form. Um, <laughs> you'll like your body. You'll actually, you know, uh, you'll, you'll be comfortable in your own skin for, <laughs> you know, like if you're like me, like the first time in your life. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, But I don't want to get too much into that because it does get its own article and we will have lots to discuss in that one. So those are some of the most, I think, some of the most meaningful aspects of the fact that Jesus rose again. Like that's like what that entails. Mm -hmm. Now, I did promise that we would get to this question and it actually doesn't have a complicated answer, but (laughs) um, why three days? Right. You know, like why is it on the third day he rose again? I mean, and that's, Paul calls that out specifically in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, he died in accordance with the scripture, was buried, and on the third day he rose again. So like there is, and I mean, and Jesus says that, you know, I'll rise again on the third day. So what is it about three days? And the very short answer is that that's what the scriptures 
prophesied. Okay. So Jesus said that as Jonah was in the heart of the sea for three days, so he would be in the heart of the earth for three days. So you get that aspect of the three days from Jonah. It's prophesied in the book of Jonah. And then Hosea 6.2. Now get this. Hosea 6.2 says, on the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him, which we can see now is a very clear reference to Christ's resurrection. Right. And also, this is not like explicitly stated in the scripture, but it just, I think, fits with the fabric of the universe and who God is, that God is three in one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that number three is a very... I guess that's kind it of... It shows up. Yeah. You don't want to get into like weird uh, numerology, <laughs> but numbers, not not just as the book of the Bible, <laughs> numbers, get it? Numbers, they're not insignificant in scripture. Right. They are not insignificant. Right. And you get numbers like 40 and 50 that show up that are important, 12, 3, 7. Mm-hmm. Numbers are not unimportant. Right. And so God is three in one. Jesus rose from the dead three days, prophesied in Hosea 6, 2, Jonah. So I feel like I, feel like I always kind of made that connection based on pure assumption. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, he could have always just done, we could have just done an hour. Yeah, that's you it. Know? <laughs> I mean, I would not want to be Jonah for an hour. No. <laughs> I feel like it could have been any amount of time. We could have just picked anything. We could have picked anything in the prophecies, but instead we went three whole days. Three whole days. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, like, if I ever really thought about the why behind that, but, yeah. you know, it seemed appropriate. Yeah. For no solid reason. <laughs> It's just a hunch. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think some of that ends up, like the way things lined up. So like the fact that Jesus rose on the first day of the week as a result of that. Yeah. And like that kind of sets a new... Oh, yeah, okay. It kind of creates a new calendar, so to speak. And that's like another hint at new creation. Like, oh, we're like, we're changing the way that this... Yeah, it just... All those things, they just kind of, the more you think about them, the more they, they really start coalescing. And I, things was, just start oh, I was thinking that exact word. Yeah, Coalescing, such a good word. It is. But yeah, it all just kind of starts adding up into this kind of rich tapestry and mosaic and all this stuff just kind of, it just mm. really all comes together. And uh, yeah, so on the third day, he rose again. Wow. So there we have it. This episode, combined with the episode on the harrowing of hell, gives us a pretty good summary, I think, of the content described in this article of the Creed. Yeah. And there we have it. So thank you as always for listening. Yeah. We uh, hope that it was helpful to you, encouraging to you, uh, bolstered your faith on this day. And uh, if it if it was helpful and you want to share it with your friends, want to leave an honest five-star review? Yeah, please. That'd be cool. Thank you. Know? you. Thank you yeah. in advance. Yes, indeed. S- someone's yes. thinking about it. I'm Someone like, is. Thank you for thinking about it. Yes, thank you indeed. And uh, if you do have any questions or anything else you would like to discuss, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.com net you can interact with us on social media or you can just uh you know pull us aside on the uh if you're at the church where we happen to be you <laughs> know you happens, so you can do that so anyway thanks as always for listening and we'll catch you next time mm-hmm.